When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost. And today, today, this is the Paper Outpost podcast, the joy of junk journals. Today, I am in a new spot. Yes, I've just uh, decided to shake things up a little bit. I am not in the park. I am not in my craft room. I am sitting out on my back patio, and it is about eh, 55, 60 degrees. So I am a brisk little bunny. Yes, yes, I am. I am very fresh. And my, if I was a squirrel, my tail would be wagging to keep warm. Um, but I thought it might be fun for to gain a new perspective. And sometimes that's what we need. We need a little new perspective uh, to go forward into this brand new spanking year and create something maybe different, maybe unique, maybe uh, revolutionary, dare I say, or maybe just something small and soft and comforting and uh, welcoming. Whatever it is, um, whatever fits you, it's all good. And again, there are no rules. It's only paper. And um, uh, I encourage you to feel adventurous and maybe a little reckless, but hold on tight. Here's a strange topic for today. So I was reading this book called The Atomic Habit by James Clear. And um, I was I just wanted to take a thread out of that book and and uh, chew on it with you in regard to crafting and art and uh, how it relates to that. Uh, so the basic concept is uh, comparing goals versus systems. And uh, it sounds like a very business oriented thing, but it can really be applied to any part of life. Um, sometimes when we have a goal, if we succeed and we achieve the goal, we're happy and life is grand and there's a peak high and then there's a slow uh, dwindle down of the happiness and then we settle back down into uh, normalcy. Um, but systems is creating things, and I'm just going to abbreviate this very quickly, uh, doing small little changes over a long period of time uh, to increase your progress or your work or your direction or um, your skill level, something like that, where instead of trying to eat the whole enchilada at once, like in one month, I will create my first junk journal. I will do it no matter what. I will stay up morning till night. I will watch every video out there. I will decide on a theme on day two, and I will just pop this baby out when it is cooked on day 30. Um, what if it doesn't happen? You know, where are you then? Are, are you a loser? Are you a delayed winner? Are you um, kind to yourself? Do you beat yourself up? Um, uh, one theme I hear out there a lot from people in comments and emails and things like that, that um, it's really hard to get started on the first one. And uh, it's not so hard to collect. People can collect things, little bits and bops and pieces and laces and papers and things like that. But boy, somehow committing to making that first one seems like a giant leap. And um, maybe because it's a goal. 
And uh, I don't know. I'm just tossing this out there for you to think about. If you're if you find yourself stuck, or maybe you've made a um, hundred journals, and you just don't know what to do next. You are burnt out. You're out of ideas. You're like, I've done. I've folded that darn paper every possible way, Pam. There's just no other ways. It's all been done. It's over. It's over for me. I'm moving on. I'm I'm going into knitting. <laughs> that's that's fine. That's totally fine. Um, but uh, sometimes it's not the the event or it's not the crafting that's the concern it's the approach to the crafting um so i'm thinking about myself and and uh you know how what my process was like through all of this now some of you may know that my journey was basically i made a heck of a lot of journals and my husband said you have to do something with these and um i thought well I can put them in an Etsy shop and see if anything sells. And so I set up a little Etsy shop and pretty much nothing sold. And I, so I thought, well, maybe if I start a YouTube channel, uh, somebody will see it and maybe they will maybe they will buy it. I don't know. And if nobody watches, hey, no love lost. Nobody watched. So there you go. I, I gave it a try. And um, in a long story short, I found out there are a lot of paper lovers out there and people who were interested in learning how to make junk journals. Um simply and uh, you can make journals many different ways and there's no right or wrong way but there are little tips and tricks that can make your life a lot easier um, <clears throat> as I experimented over and over and over on how to make journals um, I could probably say I probably made about 300 journals before I actually sold one um, and it wasn't even my best uh, you know I could I look back at my old journals and I'm like whoa Missy, Sally, what were you doing here? This is this is going to fall apart in two seconds. Um, so there's a lot of learning that goes along the way. But um, what I decided was not to pressure myself into having to sell them or having to make the sale or having to um, rise up to what I thought somebody else thought a junk journal should be. Just allowing it to be whatever it was and trying to embrace that whatever my junk journal was it, it was fine the way it was um, but I did want to improve my skills and continue to develop as a crafter so that's where this book comes in where the small incremental changes over a longer period of time um, and learning new little skills learning new little ways to fold a paper slowing down just sitting there with the paper, looking at it. It was looking back at me. We had a little discussion. It usually won the conversation. Um, and uh, just working with it and finding that uh, there were a lot more possibilities in that one sheet that I, I gave it credit for initially. I thought there was initially only one way to fold the signatures or the papers to go in the signatures. I thought there was only one way to construct the cover and... Um, I started to look around and open up and um, be receptive to other ways of doing things. Uh, and I was flabbergasted and so inspired by people who showed, you know, something showed me something where I was stuck. I mean, I was stuck on a certain part of the process and somebody just made a journal on YouTube and they were like, okay, you, you do this, you do that, you do this. And I'm like, whoa, they just solved a earth shattering problem for me. Look at how easily they did that. And, um, I think that's when um, I started to appreciate that there's um, 
new things that can be learned all the time in this process when you're working with the paper and the fibers and the, the crunchiness of it all and different ways of looking at it. And there's a, a lot of breaths of fresh air that can come along and waft into your world and completely change the way you feel about your experience. Um, you have to be open for them. And sometimes you have to look for them. Sometimes you have to look under that rock. You have to look under that leaf. Maybe you got to go look at a channel that you haven't looked at yet. Um, maybe you got to go uh, read a blog, or you know, um, you know, maybe buy somebody's journal and actually see in your hand how they constructed it. I've actually had a lot of people tell me that they actually wanted to buy a journal just so they could see and feel how I constructed it. So a lot of people are very tactile and they like to have it in their hand and explore it in not so much of the artwork but like how did she glue that together how did she get the the uh signature not to fall apart or be, be even or the pages to align all those little little tiny little nuances and you know when you're wrapping the journal cover should i fold and trim the corners close or should i not should i carry on and not do that you know there's so many things um so um I've found it personally more comfortable to either stay, well, definitely stay open to new ideas and also um, revel in the small things and learn about the small nuances and the small, is that an eagle? That would be so cool if that was an eagle. Is that a, hello, are you an eagle? Oh, I think I just saw an eagle go by. Yep, there you go. That's a good sign, right? That's got to be lucky. Okay, there you go. Hello, eagle. Um, glad to see you're up and flopping. Um Holly says hi. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I mean, just if you could maybe learn one small thing, maybe not even learn something, maybe experience one thing, maybe try a different kind of paper or completely orient your journal the other way. We always do left to right the way books are normally. But what if you oriented the whole thing vertically and it became a flip up journal i mean simple things that they're not rocket science but they can open up new worlds of expression and emotion and um uh different avenues for your brain to go down with its creativity and um your imagination all of a sudden has a playground and if you kind of whisper to yourself it's not a loud voice it's a soft voice that says uh um, let's keep moving forward and let's maybe learn one small thing or try one small thing or maybe play with one small little bit of paper, uh, maybe a different glue. Today is going to be a different glue day. I've never worked with, you know, PVA glue. Today I'm going to experience what that is like. I've always wondered about it and today is going to be the day, you know, uh, little things like that. Uh, it doesn't have to be a big shopping excursion. It can be... I'm going to go in my bathroom and rummage around in there to see if I can find three things that are um, junk journal worthy. And maybe I can I can make something out of that. And that would actually be a very fun challenge. Okay, everybody in the Facebook group, that's going to be a challenge coming up. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Um, I think we did one similar to that before, but I always thought that was fun. Like kind of putting yourself out there and just seeing what you uh, can create out of nothing. And um, so, yes, systems. Um a way of doing things as opposed to having a concrete goal where you actually fall off a cliff. Okay, so little example. Um, um, okay, I'm going to throw my husband to the wolves here. Uh, so basically, he did this thing called the 75 Strong, which is this challenge where you challenge yourself to do healthy things, eat healthy, 
read, you know, 10 pages of book a day, only watch one show a night, max, um, like all these things, right? And he was great. He was doing great and everything. And then the challenge ended and he made it and it was great. And he completed his goal, but he went right back to the way it was before, you know? So <clears throat> sometimes if a goal just is a goal and you get to the end point, there are many things in life that that serves you well, but there are some things in life that it might be better if there was a system in place. In other words, it was a lifestyle and not just a one-off, you know, that you actually move incrementally slowly down the path, taking small, chewable, manageable bites of something. And maybe some days you don't even advance. You just actually stay where you are. And um, um, the, the ideal, if we can speak in ideals, would be you don't go backwards. You make your advancement or you're staying in the one place as simple as possible so you experience maximum a maximum feeling of progression even if it's infinitesimal even if it's just a waft in the wind of hey that was cool or hey I learned I don't like that now I know oh you know I mean <laughs> sometimes that's really more valuable um, and it's the little the littleness of it and the non-threatening nature of it the what am I going to do today that's new kind of skipping your step small advancement towards something undefined it doesn't have to be defined it can just be like I would like to do something mildly fun once a day that's just just like if I could have just a little sneak of fun whatever it is whatever it looks like maybe I'm going to brush my teeth with my left hand and just see what happens you know it could be quite interesting um whatever it is doesn't even have to be related to crafting but it could and there's a lot of possibilities in the craft room uh or craft space or craft lap or craft television area uh, <clears throat> the one thing about crafting i think is so important is that it is not only for the rich it is not only for the talented and it is not only for the ones who have time it is not only for the ones who have uh, ima like um, great imaginative powers or anything like that. It is for everyone. It is available to everyone all the time, anywhere. You can be sitting on a bus seat and you can find a gum wrapper and you can origami that little gum wrapper all the way from Idaho to New York a hundred thousand times over and just have fun with it and just stretch your brain and relax. You can, oh, there's Sonny barking. He, uh, uh, you can have a pad and paper, uh, or like a paper and pencil, and you can just play with moving that line um, or dots or whatever it is you want to do on that paper. And uh, there is no requirement to be an artist. Um, there is no requirement to be Leonardo da Vinci. There's just you and the paper and the paper and you, and it's all good. And it's meant for you and it's available for you. And it will always welcome you. Hey, whether the artwork is good or not, whether the scribble is uh, something wall hanging worthy or whether it is, uh, um, you know, just going to be torn up or used in collage or whatever. Um, not that that's not worthy. That's very worthy. Um, <clears throat> it's, um, it's a sense of allowing yourself to have a little space, a little place to have some fun and to say, you know, invite yourself, be kind to yourself when it comes to crafting. There are a lot of people out there that poo-poo crafting. I know I have dealt with them. I have family members. Oh, she's a crafter. 
you know, she's, no, the expression was, I have a cousin. Uh, and she said about another cousin that, oh, she's crafty. And I'm like, why, is that a bad thing? And I'm thinking, man, I just made a bunch of mosaics at home. Should I reveal it or should I keep it under my hat? You know, as if somehow it was lowly to be a crafter. And I'm thinking, my cousin has no, I, I hope she's not listening to this. My cousin has no idea how much fun I have crafting. <laughs> I mean, if I do dare tell and let that secret out. Um, but it's a fun world. And um, those of us who have dabbled, who have dipped our toes, who have rolled up our sleeves and pulled out that paper, who have torn it, who've glued it, who've cut it, who've fussy cut it, who have stamped it, punched it, uh, you know, sewn it, you name it, we've done it, painted it. We know, we know there's joy in those papers. And um, where there's a great expression that says, don't try to sell to the unsellable. If you have one of those family members that is just not convincible that there's great joy in the papers, that's okay. Just let it go. Let that boat sail. And um, uh, it's not your job to convince them that it is. No, absolutely not. You can release yourself of that burden and um, uh, just set them free and, and, and pray that they will find joy in other adventures in life as there are many ways to find joy. Not everybody has to craft, of course. Um, but I think that a lot of people think it is for other people that you have to be artsy that you have to uh you have to wear like rainbow colored clothes and and um birkenstock sandals in order to be no 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 um it's perfectly fine uh to come from any walk of life and uh be open to what can happen with you in the paper and um it is always available and welcoming to you it it never judges you the paper never judges you and i think there's a lot of peace in that where we can all sort of snuggle in into that small little corner that small little space even if it's on a bus from idaho to new york um and you can have some fun i sense sometimes the quandary of what to do if i have to travel Oh my God, all my crafting supplies and my tools are at home. How can I leave them? I'm all by myself. I don't, I, I have nothing. I have nothing. You have your hands and you have your imagination and you have all the worldly goods that life will bestow upon you as you traverse through your world. And is that that? Okay, are you flapping? No, you are an osprey. Hello, osprey. You're definitely an osprey and not an eagle. The other one was an eagle, though. I'm telling you, it was an eagle. Um, Sonny had a bath this morning. Yes, he did. Well, I'll tell you, it was a combination. It was a shower and a, well, it was a shower and a blow dry. Papa showered him and then he got handed off to mama and mom was towel, chase with the blow dryer, um, remove any obvious mats because sometimes when I, I put him in his little harness thing, he gets little mats around where the harness rubs. So we have to like nip those out until he goes for his next groom, which is going to come soon, but not yet, not yet. <laughs> and I don't want to get him too shorty, short, short right now because it's cold and he needs his winter warmth. And, um, you know, those of you who, who uh, have little pooches, you understand completely. And, uh, you know, crafting with a pet, they're part of our lives. So um, puppy maintenance has to occur. Uh, so he got a good scrub. Yeah, I got I got down deep and dirty. You know, I went to the nether regions. Yeah, you know, no, that dog was clean <laughs> when it was done. <laughs> hey, a mama's got to do what a mama's got to do. You know, you roll up your sleeves and you, you get to it. You get business done. Um, yeah. So 
I just invite you to maybe um, think about the small morsels in life, those little tiny bits that you allow yourself to enjoy, that you invite into your world, that you welcome even if you don't have an hour to craft, but maybe you have 30 seconds. 30 seconds, you can draw quite a bit on a piece of paper. Then it doesn't have to be good. But maybe the next day you might come back and another 30 seconds. Maybe it's 15 seconds. Maybe it's uh, five seconds, whatever it is. Um, worlds can change in a very short period of time. And worlds can open. And doors can open. And new ways of looking at things can just present themselves um, magically. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing. And it's all available to you always, everywhere, all the time. And I give you all big hugs and um, uh, have lots of fun today, whatever you're doing, or little bits of fun, whatever feels good, or um, uh, be explorative with your world and your toys and your papers and your this and that, or go go out there and search the world for new things to inspire you. Um, we're, there's lots around us all the time, and uh, there's also a lot of uh, camaraderie and community and uh, nurturing and encouragement uh, for those of you who are here, and uh, uh, you're not alone in this magnificence of whatever on earth it is that we are doing, making these these books, or attempting to make these books, or almost making these books, or maybe just dreaming about making the books and they never actually get to, to be made, it's all good. It's all good. You're in good company, and I'm absolutely thrilled that you are here. So thank you very much. Um, you can find all the linky stuff in below my description boxes. You know where that is on the videos. Um, I just want you to have a grand day, you know? Just have a grand day. And um, we'll be back talking to you really soon from uh, me and Sunny and Holly and Happy and Leonardo and Papa. We wish you all the best, and have an awesome, crafty day. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>